Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, this is Ian Lee. Thank you so much for downloading Ian Lee's Random Access Memories, a retro gaming podcast. Do check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E. And also go to my YouTube channel and look for the Random Access Memories there. Again, it's youtube.com slash Ian Lee. Thanks for downloading. We, I'm really nervous. So am I. I, I why? 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 I, I don't know. That. Yeah, this is weird, isn't this it? This is weird. Well, let's start. Dear listener, dear viewer, welcome. Random Access Memories, a retro gaming podcast with me, Ian Lee. Um, it's episode two. And I couldn't think of anyone better for the second episode than uh, David Turner. Because I'm very David. cheap. I'm very cheap. You got me, you got me on a low ebb. I think we have a massive crossover of audience. So there will be a lot of my people who know who you are. There will be a lot of gaming people that are coming to this podcast and don't really know me that will know you. But let me... um, You are a podcaster. You're a gamer. You're one uh, quarter of the computer game show podcast. Um, that's about right, isn't it? That's about right. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing podcasting since 2006, always about video games. You must be tired. um, (laughs) I'm very tired. I don't know. I don't know (laughs) why we're doing it, but we're doing it. And um, yeah, I'm currently doing The Computer Game Show, which is a a show about arguing. 2006 is early to be doing podcasts. It was very early. Yeah, yeah, it was very early. It was, um, we did, I don't. I think it was before Apple started doing podcasts on iTunes. Okay. Um, and we literally had like a blogspot page that we posted audio wow. uh, up onto. And we recorded it using a single um, SingStar mic with a sock over no. the top of it with uh, a chap called Michael Fox. Yeah. And it was in my bedroom wow. and we would have a single <laughs> SingStar mic plugged into uh, a laptop. And we would and were you like it. pointing at each yep. other and yeah, and then we would go back and edit the bits where you could hear the mic ruffling <laughs> between the two of it. It's ridiculous. It was utterly I ridiculous. Once, in the very early days of podcasting, I was um, it, 
Well, no, it wasn't that early, actually. It would have been about 2010. And I, a guy said, Ian, would you come and do a podcast? I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course I will. And it was in his house, and he had a MacBook. And I said, right, where's the microphone? He said, oh, we're using the microphone in the MacBook. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like... Okay, and I, I listen. I'd <laughs> love to leave find immediately that now. And slam the door. Just so I'm better than this. <laughs> but like, no, I I did it, and I thought, well, this is gonna sound, and it does. It sounds like we it sound like we are underwater talking in a cardboard box. It was the weirdest thing, but but the, the but podcast was the wild west back yeah, then. Now totally. it's like it's Barack Obama and Paul McCartney doing podcasts, which I think is cheating a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we're we're totally bitter about that. The people that have been podcasting since the uh, mid-2000s were fuming that the celebrities have jumped on board and taken a big chunk of our pie. Uh, and they're complaining about it. They're complaining about not knowing about podcasting. And we're like, well, we've been doing it for ages. Was it you that was tweeting about Louis Theroux's podcast? That would have been Sean, I think. He's Sean, still right, very we're, we're, he, Sean won of the computer game show, and it was something like every week... It's Louis through going, oh, well, I don't think this microphone... Oh, is this recording? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seems to be a technical problem. Well, well, yeah, people like you sorted out those technical problems 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. we paved the way and we are, we are not given enough credit. We are not given enough credit or money. Um, so we're thinking <laughs> no about one's uh, getting taking rich it from podcasts. No one's getting rich, apart from Conan O'Brien and... Those yeah, people. So 2006. So what was the evolution from there to the computer game show where you are now? Right. So we did um, a show called Joypod uh, and we did that for about a, a year and a half um, just as a podcast. I think it was every uh, two, two a month, I think we were doing. Um, right. And then uh, we went from there to a place called Play Radio UK. <laughs> Okay, I've yeah. had dealings with Play Radio UK, set up by uh, broadcaster, provocateur, disruptor, Tommy Boyd. Tommy Boyd. We... Some people will know from kids TV, some people will know from radio. That's right. Well, I sent him an email and said, can I be a, a video game show on your radio station, please? And he replied going, yeah, all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he gave us a, a one-hour show. And, you know, I don't know how much I believe this, but when, once we did our pilot show, we come out and he said, yeah. that that's the most amount of calls we've ever had in an hour slot and you know looking back at it maybe maybe that was a little bit of uh, uh fluff but he gave us some um, a two-hour slot um yeah. uh it didn't pay for us but <laughs> he gave us a two-hour slot and those studios were in the middle of nowhere weren't they were they? wild studios yeah. they were very straight they were in the middle of nowhere but also in the middle of a massive uh office full of people yeah. that would look over us and go what who are they and why what are they doing and we were quite you know we would shout a lot and we'd scream and we used to play you know the soundtrack from Uendan at the top top uh, level and all this sort of stuff and you would just see people in suits looking through the window just going what what is going on in that room it it, it was really weird setup and it's uh, it's fair to say that the the people in that room maybe not those specific people but they were on watchdog for selling it, it was something like Phone, cold calling and selling insurance for Sky satellite dishes, right? But they weren't actually connected with Sky. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah, was going I, on in I that mean, building. We, we had no idea, absolutely well, no I'm not, idea. I'm not accusing no, you. Of being I, I just want to get that out there, just in case there's <laughs> anyone listening. We had no idea that was happening. You cannot prove that's me on the recordings. Um, I wasn't involved in that. I was long gone by then. Um, but that's where I met you. That's where I met you for the first time. 
Because I came in and did a couple of shows. Do you know how much I got paid for that? Uh, I don't know how much you got paid for that. Thousands, was it? I, I got paid nothing. and didn't even cover my petrol. <laughs> Tommy wasn't even there when I came in. Never was he met not? Him. He, was, he wasn't nope. there when you were... That's I've weird. met him once at, at Talk Radio uh, where he was coming out the studio and I was going in. Oh, wow. And it was it was too awkward. So men. I, that's so bizarre because from the outside, yeah. I thought you were like best buds. So yeah. and I'd met him loads. Of, obviously, he was there quite a bit when I was yeah. on his show on Play Radio quite a few times because he used to hand over and stuff. It was really, it was a strange, strange time for a guy yeah. that had started with a a, a, um, a SingStar mic in his hand with a sock over the but top then- of it. That when did that evolve into? The, we'll talk about the game in a bit. You, you have brought Sorry, a game yeah, with you. I have when it. did when did that? And I'm asking. We are friends, but I genuinely don't know the answer yeah. to these questions. It's not one of those fake. Oh, tell me. I genuinely don't know. How when did play radio evolve into the computer game show? Yeah. So so um, play radio went bust after they were <laughs> stripped on after the episode of Watch Dogs, um, yeah. and then we went back to doing podcasting for Joypod. Um, and then, you know, uh, situations changed. Um, uh, my friend, Michael Fox, who I was doing it with, he moved to America. Um, and uh, I... He's not Michael J. Fox, is he? The, act, the American actor. His name is legitimately Michael J. Fox, but he's not no. that Michael J. Fox. Yeah, it's true. Wow. Yeah. Um, so he moved, he moved to America to do uh, a Back to the Future, which was weird because it had been out for ages. <laughs> <laughs> and um and uh we my wife and i were expecting a child so i gave up podcasting because i uh, you know and then i really missed the ego boost that i used to get from podcasting so um right. when i was ready i decided it was time to get back to podcasting and i was still in touch with sean and matt and james who had also been on Joypod here and there you know sean was a regular presenter james um was sort of on and off but he was on it quite a bit and matt always helped us out and i just went oh let's do a real basic straight down the line podcast about video games and um one of the things we wanted to do was come up with the most arrogant podcast title we possibly could and we landed on the computer game show because there is no other computer game show um and that's been going what god what's it's 2015 oh i really liked oh there were some really offensive ones that we won't go into i at one point it was gamer bros (laughs) Um, the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the uh, gamer bro. Yeah, the totem pole. I like the idea of the totem pole, and they were I why? You could, I, don't, I don't know why. I don't think you can say totem pole anymore. I don't I think, think you can, can you? So we dodged no, a bullet I think there. That's changed the yeah. video game podcast was one, but then we realised someone had already had that, so we didn't go with that. Um, yeah, it was weird. I I would say the names of the three other hosts, but I've just realised. I can't remember one of the surnames, and I'm not going to say who. So, um, oh, this is interesting. Okay, well, let's try and what? drive people to your YouTube channel. Just wink when I say their names. I do it with okay. Sean Bell, so James Farley, and Matt Murray. Okay, right. So you've forgotten Sean Bell's name. That's awkward. Um, no, no, don't say, don't say that. Don't no, say sorry, that. Right. Um. Uh, so. Uh, and that that goes out every week and every Wednesday. Uh, yeah, it, it is quite a bit of it is about computer games, but as you said earlier, quite a bit of it is just 
arguing. Yeah, there's so we're very we've got a very different view on video games. Like it, Sean's really into his indie games. I like you know big AAA games. Um, Matt likes everything. And James doesn't. Matt uh, does like everything, doesn't yeah, he? He? Does, he does. He does. So we we've got very different views on video games. And and um, what going into it, what I didn't like was listening to a podcast where you had five hosts, four or five hosts, all going yeah. Yeah, 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 no, totally, yeah. yeah. And I said, but that's not how, you can't all agree on this. You cannot all agree on it. So we said, we're going to go in the opposite direction. And we started off going too far in the opposite direction. And it got too, you know, people saying, actually, it's quite unpleasant to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) So we we sort of found a sort of level now where we're happy to really dig into each other's um, flaws, but not, uh, not make it too nasty. I hope. That's the aim anyway. You've brought the, the, the point of this show most of the time is someone talks about an old game. And I, I'm deliberately vague when I say retro because, right. you know, 360s retro, you know. So I'm, I deliberately leave it kind of open to the interpretation of the guest. What's your definition for retro? What, what would you say the cutoff point is? Right. Well, definitely 360 and PS3 is retro. I'm wondering if I if I could nudge it a little bit further, a little bit later. It can't be PS4, well. can it? Xbox One. It's, it's tough, I think isn't it? There's an, I think there's an argument for it. I think there's an argument for I'd it. But also, if you got a, if you got a 15 year old now, my kids would think PlayStation Four is retro. They're 11 and 13. That's retro. So, do you know? The, here's the, the 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 thing I really wanted to do when when I had kids, and I I. I couldn't be bothered, is <laughs> when they got to about five or six, I'd introduce them to the BBC Micro and the ZX Spectrum. Go, this yes. is computers. Yeah. Then about two years later, I'd move it up to like the, the <laughs> Nintendo. Then about right. two years later, and so they would live it. In, they would live I, it in some kind of real time. I had a pretty similar idea where I wanted to keep Harry away from giraffes for as long as humanly possible <laughs> until he was like 15 and then take him to a zoo and go, look at those things. Look, you didn't even know they existed. That's got to blow your mind. That's a giraffe, mate. They're real. But uh, I, he, he My, learnt about giraffes when he was free, so I screwed it up. When something weird happens, my 11-year-old, 11, 11 my 11-year-old goes, wow, that's it's like I'm tripping. <laughs> what? <laughs> How? It, what? Anyway. Sorry, yes. Enough, of, enough of the drug talk. So what game have you picked and why? I have picked a game called uh, Fiendish Freddy's Big Topo Fun um, from the <laughs> Atari ST. Um, and I don't know why. I think because it has always been on my mind. Like, Ever since playing, okay. I must have been six years old when I played this game, and I haven't stopped thinking about it since. And my brother will reference it to me. The name will pop up in my head every now and then. Um, it's funny because we always had... My dad liked playing video games when we were younger. You know, that's a, that was a big thing back then. Like, okay. parents didn't really play video games. But my dad yeah. was interested in them. You know, he was intrigued by them. And... Um, but we didn't have a lot of money, so we always had... We would like what you were doing, what you want to do with your kids. It was what my dad was doing, was buying the the five, six, seven-year-old machine off a friend oh, at work, okay. you know. And, yeah. and he, it must have been the early 90s, 91, 92. My dad come home from work with an Atari STE and a huge box 
of um, copied games, and there was there was and that because the Atari ST came about eighty five. So yeah. you're right, that's five six years. Yeah, yeah. So he would have not okay. paid a lot for that thing, um, and it was second hand. Yeah, it was often yeah, and it was just this huge box of copied games, and um, I didn't know this at the time because I in preparation for this pod. I rang my brother and said, what do you remember about getting the Atari ST? And, and what, what do you remember about Fiendish Freddy's Big Top of Fun? And he said, well, I said, it was in that big box of copied games, wasn't it? And he said, oh, no. No, that game caused a massive argument in our house. And I said, why is that? And he said, well, for some reason, and you might remember this, there used to be clubs that you could sign up to. And you wrote down a bunch of games that you wanted and they would send yeah. you the game. But you, it would be like a subscription service. So you'd pay 20 £30 a month or whatever it was back then. And they would pick a game off your list and send it to you to keep. You weren't renting it. You were buying a game a month, basically. Oh, God, this is this is ringing a very distant bell. But yeah. if you didn't... it was a bit. I think it evolved into Special Reserve by the end of it, but Special Reserve was a little bit different. But if I you don't know did, what Special Reserve If you didn't have any games on your list, they would just send you the editor's choice. Um, so once we got Graham Souness's <laughs> Vector Soccer, which is probably the worst football game that's ever been made. It's crazy. When okay. you scored a goal, there was a sound effect that went, it's a goal. Yeah. It was so bizarre. Um, but I found out that the last game he got from that service was Fiendish Freddy's Big Topo Fun. And my mum yeah. went absolutely ballistic because he was. she found out he was still subscribed to the service and that he hadn't used for ages. So, yeah. Wow. And I think there's two reasons why... It, well, no, there's a bunch of reasons why it sticks in my head. The first being when you're a kid of that age and all... Forgetting what the games are like, because these are all great games. But when you're looking at games for the Atari, you're going Lemmings, Bomb Jack, Double Dragon. You know, they're right. pretty basic names. And then you come across Fiendish Freddy's Big Topo Fun. You as a kid are going, I'm playing that. What? I don't yeah. even know what that is, but I'm playing it. And it had yeah. this horrific image of a, cra- uh, of a clown on the front cover like it's a really I'm looking at a picture of it now and, and if you're watching looking. the video you're going to see me playing it in the corner down there it's 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 horrible. a terrifying cover like horrendous it really is and it doesn't represent the clown in the game at all like they've clearly put work into what fiendish freddy looks like in this game and they've ignored yeah. that for the cover and they've just <laughs> made it as horrifying as possible and it works because it's stuck in my head I it, right, listen. This I am not. You, there's loads of these podcasts where it's experts who will know everything. Um, I don't. I'm not an expert. I'm a, an enthusiastic uh, amateur, and I'm here to learn stuff as well. And the Atari ST is something I didn't really know anything about. Yeah, I've, I googled it, and I recognise it. I've, I would have seen it in shops. I wasn't really into gaming at that point. I I ducked out after the BBC Micro. Wasn't until the same. Selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I think a Saturn that I went, oh my God, games got really, really good. Right, did. Wipeout on the Saturn was like, what is this? Yeah. Um, so I missed out on the Atari ST. It's a beautiful looking machine. It is a lovely looking machine. And all I know about the Atari ST, I don't know much about it, but all I know is there was a half megabyte version yeah. and a megabyte version. Wow. I don't even know what that refers to, right? <laughs> but but we had the half meg version, and my brother was fuming about it. He was really upset. Oh, oh, why have we got the megabyte version? Apparently, you could upgrade it. I don't know anything about that. My dad was never going to upgrade it. Like that was, Of course not. No, that was well, well, out of, um, well out of our reach. I had not heard of Fiendish Freddy's Big Topo Fun. Anything that's got an O with an apostrophe because they're too lazy to write the F. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I am sold on it. Yeah. So I hadn't heard of this. Um, and I try and play every single game that a guest brings. And, oh, my God, it's tough. Yeah. Well, it is yeah. tough. It is not a good game. Like, I am not bringing this to the table saying this is a brilliant game. It's... It's not a great game. It's a memorable one. And I think that's why I wanted to talk about it. Because what I've always loved, I've always had a soft spot for games where you can hear the discussion, that you can hear the pitch, and you can hear how the game was created just by playing it, right? And yeah. you just know that people were sitting in a room and saying, let's make an Olympic style game, like a track and field game, a game like a summer games type of game. You're but right. It has what that if vibe. there's someone trying to ruin it for you? trying to trip you yeah. up. And that's what Fiendish Freddy's Big Top of Fun is. It's a it's a game with a story where um, a circus is being shut down by someone called <laughs> I Am Tightwad. Um, and they the circus need to make $10,000 in... Um, and I've got a theory, actually, that I Am Tightwad, who is the greedy banker that wants to shut the circus down, yeah. I believe that's Fiendish Freddy. There's a, there's a theory behind that that oh. I'm going to stick with. I think he's actually dressed up as a clown. So it's not he's, sent, he's hired a, an evil clown. No. He is the evil clown. No, because when you don't finish, if you don't get enough money by the end of the game, Freddy's yeah. Tower is being built at the end of it. Hey, oh. hey, That's probably that's, just that's... made that up, but it, it sounds good, doesn't it? There will there will be there, there'll be Reddit threads about this this conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so it, basically, it's it's I think it's five or six little mini games. Yeah. that you have to do. There's knife throwing. There's yep. tightrope walking. There's juggling. I think. Yep. The one that I could not get a grip on was the diving. The diving is the best one. I, I think I couldn't work it out. Have you got a zip stick? Because you need to get yourself a zip I be- stick. I beg your pardon. I don't know what a zip <laughs> stick is. It's, no. It was basically an old, old branded joystick uh, from the Atari STE era. They were beautiful. They can were, you plug it into a PC? I, pr- I don't know. They must have alternatives now. They but they, they, they had, it was, the one that we had was this clear case with these big red buttons and a big red joystick on top of it. It was beautiful and and that was how you had to pay fiendish freddy so you for the diving you would dive 
and uh, it, it was so beautifully laid out. What What's so amazing about this game is just how well it's animated. Like everything looks brilliant for yeah. that era. Um, and it, when you're doing the diving mini game, for example, you've got three different screens to look at. You've got the overall, um, like a long shot of the diving board and the diver dropping down, so you can see how far you, away you are from the from yeah. the bucket on the floor. You've got the zoomed in shot of the diver. And you've got a sort of radar on the bottom left to show you how close you are to the center of that bucket. So what you're doing is you're trying to get the crosshair where you're aiming over the the bucket. And at the same time, you're trying to hit the correct um, stunts in the air, you know, the poses. Um, And if you don't do it in the right time, Fiendish Freddy comes along on on a flying bike with a big fan to try and push you over to one side so you can't hit the thing i i would see i was playing on emulation on a pc right no i was i think i got it from steam oh really anyway i i think i got it from i I can't remember but i don't i didn't have those three screens i just had the guy falling oh really and i was playing keyboards and i couldn't get him to to spin or do anything just um he just um died but what (laughs) well this is it that's the this is the final thing that that sort of really sticks in my head about Finnish Freddy yes. is just how dark it is. I mean, yeah. the deaths in it are horrible. You know, if you don't hit that bucket, he screams and smashes yeah. through the floor. If you fall off the <laughs> tightrope, you can grab hold of the like there's an animation where you grab hold of the tightrope and Fiendish Freddy comes with a hammer and just bangs your hand to make you drop yeah. and then you watch them fall to the ground you know the trapeze um what are they called trapeze artist is that right yeah trapeze trapeze artist i enjoyed the trapezist i found that one quite easy because it's just balance and yes well no trapeze is the one where you're swinging isn't it oh the swinging i'm thinking of the tightrope yeah 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 or lady um the, the trapeze okay imagine doing that in real life what the actual trapeze thing yeah, yeah no, I, mean, I went to a circus. I took my boys to a circus, and I don't like, I don't like stunts because there's always that tension. It's going to go wrong, and the trapeze was great, and the 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 jump with the jumpers, the people, jumpers, yeah, like yeah, the jumpers were great. The jumpers, the one who was rubbish. <laughs> they also had a human cannibal. I've never seen a human cannibal before. But the uh, the one that was rubbish was the juggler, right? Because he keep trying to he like pull his trousers open and try and catch it in his trousers, <laughs> but he kept missing. And we're all willing him on, but like three or four minutes into it, we're like, mate, come on, just it's not it's Did not working come tonight. Just take him out and go. Actually, sorry, we just had a phone call from the juggler. He couldn't be here tonight. Oh. Um, but the, the juggling, how far did you get in the juggling with? Uh, couldn't do. It. I could catch the things, but I, I couldn't. So, so in the juggling mini game, you you're trying to control the things that are being chucked. A, a seal is chucking various different items at you, and you, you you're trying to juggle with them. And then every now and then, fiendish Freddy will come with either a missile or a bomb to, and you've got to try and chuck it back at him. And um, but then the further you get into it, they start chucking babies at you, and you're juggling babies, and you've oh. got to try and get them. There'll, there'll be like a pram going past, and you have to try and chuck it the baby <laughs> in the pram. It's it was funny. It's dark. It's memorable. 
it's just not the best game I've ever played. I did enjoy, I'm a big fan of the knife throwing. I think I could do knife throwing. Really? I genuinely think if there was a, a lady spinning on a hypno wheel in front of me, I think <laughs> I could hit the balloon. I just got a feeling I could do it. Um, who would, are you going to convince Catherine Boyle, your friend? To I, um, what, what celebrity would I invite on the wheel of death? Isn't oh. I've called it the wheel of death already. That's, uh. Yeah, I know, it's not great start, is it? I'd have, I'd have Anita Dobson. I'd, <laughs> I would throw knives at Anita Dobson. Not to harm her. I genuinely think I could do it. <laughs> but you know, you need a little bit of, uh. Yeah, just in case, doesn't really matter. Dutch courage. Yeah, <laughs> Dutch courage. You need, you need a few beers before. <laughs> just to calm, it's just to calm my nerves. Just That's calm all. My nerves. I am very not my, look, I'm shaking. Um, I I enjoyed it a lot. Actually, I thought it was because it's the, the thing about those games is it because it's like five or six little mini games. It means it's it's worth going back to, like like the decathlon game, Daily Thompson's decathlon. You've got so many. If there's one bit you don't enjoy, you're gonna like the next bit. Yeah, yeah. You 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 you, and, and not only that, it's one of those ones where you're like, okay, I've gone through the five games, I've failed, I haven't made enough money. Um, I mean, the the way you get money is ridiculous. Anyway, it's it's four clowns rating everything you do, and then they give you money towards which is. Well, I it wonder makes if no that's sense. where uh, Strictly Come Dancing got the idea. <laughs> Probably. Getting four clowns on. Probably. The satire. The no. Since um, yeah, I, I when you get to the end, if you don't do it, if you don't like complete the game. You do want to go back and do it again and go, actually, I could do better. I want to see how much money I can make. And I never did it. I never managed to save that circus. It was always shut down in, you in never my did household. It. Never did it. No, never did it. It's really tough. It's really yeah. tough. And those clowns are really tight. They do not want to give you much money. <laughs> I wonder, the joy of this show is people. some people are going to bring really famous games, and that's great. And some people are going to bring games that are really obscure. I hadn't heard of this. And I know it came out on the Spectrum and the Commodore. They, yeah, they ported uh, it over, yeah. They ported it over. But I'm wondering, if the, is this a famous game? Do you think, will there be people listening going, oh, at last, the podcast about Fiendish Freddy's <laughs> big top of fun that we've been waiting for? No, I don't think it's a famous game. But I do think that the people that have heard of it will go, oh, my God, they're talking about Fiendish Freddy's big top of fun. I remember yeah. that. That scared the life out of me when I was a kid. It was yeah. horrible. So yeah, I think you'll find you'll find either people going, "Well, what, is, what are they talking about? What is this?" And you'll find other people that are going, "Oh my god, I can't! I thought I was the only one that's ever played this game." I looked it up on eBay. There's some chances looking for thirty five, forty quid, but then there's one buy it now for seven ninety nine, boxed and all the discs and everything. Really? So, that's yeah, the thing because yeah. the Atari, I think the Atari one came on free discs, and the loading I think was, it was just multiple discs. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. The loading for it was just ridiculous. Um, Did you have to load each round separately? It then? was no. I think there was like the one round. I think the diving round was on the first disc, and then there was two rounds on the second disc and two rounds on the on the third because there's a lot of animation yeah. at the start of the um yes yeah, a lot and that theme tune oh my god someone nick it and put it in something else that's can of... you can you sing it i it was i remember it being loud i turned off the noise very oh, very quickly got, i've got to send you a link to the atari version of it because i don't think you were paying as atari atari okay. version of it but it's um possible, yeah yeah it's that it's that it's i can't sing it 
because it's just like circus noise but it's got that it's got that perfect little bit of sinister sound to that circus that you know that you know it's like that sort of music but it's just off to make you go oh this ain't right actually this is giving me like i've got pains in my chest because i'm worried about this guy in this cannon who's being shot and if i don't position the (laughs) net right he is going to die in a horrific way it's that Um, it's it's brilliant when the my my first computer was a dragon 32 wow i think it was probably i think it was i think my dad would talk last week about we had the first video recorder in our street and it was nicked and it was hidden behind the sofa and we couldn't tell people we had it. Yeah. Um, I think the Dragon 32 came from a dodgy source as well. <laughs> but I feel to, to my dad was a dodgepot. And when we moved on to get a BBC and way after the Dragon had lived, it's, it was the Dragon was history. He sold it to my uncle for pretty much what the original like 200 quid or something really and even then as like a nine ten year old i thought no 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 you're ripping him off That's, and, my, and my uncle was really annoyed with my dad when he found out it was crap i bet we had our first was a atari 2600 and yeah. you know we had the paddles for it and the the uh yeah those black joysticks with a single button that people used to I don't know. It's a great joystick. It was a great joystick, but I don't know if it was me or my brother, but someone was biting the top of it off constantly. It was really weird. Yeah, I don't know. So the top of that went. Weird looking console. I can't imagine, um, like, back in the day saying, oh, right, we're creating a a family computer or whatever. Yeah, let's let's make it look like wood. Really? (laughs) Yeah, let's put some... Put some veneer on the front of it. <laughs> but there was there there were cars that were made to look like wood around about the same time. That's crazy. It's weird. It? What happened walnut. to what <laughs> happened to the Atari ST? When do do you know where it went? I don't. I it went in the loft, and my dad probably would have chucked it away when he moved. Um, right. They they moved about five years to Margate. Uh, five years ago to Margate. Um, so that would have gone in the skip. I'd have uh, thought. <sighs> little funny story with that my dad had a uh, skip on the on his drive when they were just getting rid of everything when they were moving out and um there was a joke inflatable doll in the loft and my brother placed it right on the top of the skip so for two days without my dad knowing there was an inflatable doll at the top of his skip so but also the phrase a joke inflatable doll. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I mean, I was being kind. I was the benefit of the doubt. The benefit of the doubt in for my father. <laughs> I love skips, right? I've been lucky enough to have a skip outside my house, and it's a real joy to go down in the morning and see what's been taken out of it and what's been added to it. I love it, and I've, I've driven past skips and gone, oh look. Oh, they've got they've got that in there, right? I'll come back when it's dark, and I'll have that. I love a skip. I love a good skip. It's, it, you're allowed to, right? You're allowed to just yeah, take yeah, stuff yeah. out of skips. It's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that that Atari ST is probably gone now, which is sad. But also, there's nothing really on that console that I I miss playing. I mean, I loved I loved it when I was a kid. You know, Double Dragon was massive for me. I loved that game. Yeah. Um, Bomb Jack. We played a hell of a lot. Um, Lemmings and Monkey Island and stuff. But but look, I'm not a retro gamer and um I know a lot of your listeners will be retro gamers and, and I, I, I yeah. totally respect retro gamers. I love I love that they they love going back. I've just never been able to. Um I've yeah. always played current stuff instead. But that doesn't stop that nostalgia you get just from hearing 
that music and seeing those animations and you you do go i can see why people are sort of obsessed with retro gaming because you get transported back to that that moment in time you can you can smell the air of your bedroom you yeah. can feel oh, the yeah. springs under your, your mattress when you're sitting on your bed playing it and well, it's, I, I remember yeah, it's being amazing. a kid and shouting downstairs mom can i get the bbc set up <laughs> and you, you have to wait for, and then you get the, the the black and white portable and anyway 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 david thank you thank you thank you we were both nervous but we did it yeah, thanks for having me on. I mean, I don't get invited on many podcasts, so this has been an absolute thrill. <laughs> um, the Computer Game Show, all your usual podcast providers, comes out every Wednesday. You're also, you do it live on a Monday evening on Twitch. We do, TCGS Co. on Twitch. Um, and uh, yeah, and TCGS Co. on all of the, uh, all, all of the socials. Matt, the socials. Matt's really good at that stuff, so yeah. Matt, uh, what was Matt? the uh, last name murray murray matt that's murray that's murray. the one i knew that i yeah. knew that david it's lovely to see you i've got to give my patreons a little shout out yeah to do it do sam it. hughes this is only week two and they've got patreons i can't believe it sam hughes an executive producer uh matt stanley evans we've got an executive producer so thank you to those Big up, sam and matt. um david lovely to see you um, we will probably have a conversation once I press the stop button on this. Okay. So I look forward to speaking to you in a minute. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you so much for downloading Ian Lee's Random Access Memories, a retro gaming podcast. Do check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E. And also go to my YouTube channel and look for the Random Access Memories there. Again, it's youtube.com slash Ian Lee. Thanks for downloading. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.